Hey, how is it going? It's your boy Francis and Pastor Josh here today. Um, back on the DFCC podcast. Did we did we say we we're gonna? Oh well, first of all, we took two weeks off, so mm-hmm. we took a little hiatus, a little mm-hmm. break because you went on vacation. Yes, 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 nice yes. Little, uh, it was vacation, right? There was, it wasn't like a business trip or anything. No, it was vacation. It was vacation. Yeah. Nice. You yeah. deserve. You deserve it. Man. Thank you. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. And you went to Chile. Yes. Wow. Yes. How is it out there? So Chile is crazy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, I grew up in Chile. I grew up as a missionary in Chile. So we moved there uh, in 1976. And that's where I went to school. That's where I got married. That's where I went to college. Mm. And so that's that's where I grew up. And so um, I hadn't seen my dad in two and a half years. Wow. And so I needed to reconnect with him, yeah. uh, being with my dad. My dad's a missionary in Chile, as I was saying earlier. Um, and he's just like, he's done so much mm-hmm. and, uh, just, he's like the person that I like to talk to. Uh, and I just like to sit and listen to him, yeah. you know, just, right. and there's, he'll go through stories and, and, you know, he'll take his time and go through all these stories, but then you'll, uh, you'll capture like these nuggets of wisdom. Like mm. you do that all the time. I've noticed that you'll be listening to someone talk and you're like, Oh, I'm taking that. <laughs> I'm taking that yeah, home. Yeah. So my dad's got a lot of those. That's awesome. And so we spend a lot of time together just talking and spending time. Uh, and so it was great. Yeah. It was great. I feel replenished. Good. I feel energized. Good. I feel hopeful for the future. Yeah. And so I would say one of the things that I'm going to talk about my dad a little bit here. Um, if I were to say a couple of things that my dad taught me would be number one, that you should never put limits on God. Mm. Never, never, right. never. And he, wow. I don't think he ever actually said that, that phrase, yeah. but I saw in the way that he would act yeah. and the things that he would do. Like wow. he's a huge man of faith. Um, yeah. I, I'm not going to list off all the things, all the aco- quote unquote accomplishments that he's yeah. done in ministry. Um, but he's the type of guy that he just like, he almost goes overboard yeah. in the sense that yeah. that seems he'll make some decisions that seem almost unwise. Right. But it's all about faith. Like I right. know God's going to show up. Like I know, and sometimes he it happens what he's expecting to happen. Sometimes it blows up in his face. Yeah. But he just goes for but it. He just goes for it. He just goes for wow. it. So that's one thing that that my dad has taught me. Um, you know, and um, the uh, the other thing is. Um, you know, to just be persistent, mm. to just keep at just it, keep, keep at, at, it. at it. Yeah. yeah. My dad, he always says that he, he, he's like his, um, his own, uh, he gives, he gives himself, uh, his own pep talks because mm. his whole family, all of his siblings, they all have a, de- a like clinical depression mm. and but he's the only one that doesn't, which I think he might, but he medicates himself. Yeah. So he wakes up in the morning and he gives himself a pep talk. Yeah. You know, wow. and so that kind of stuff. That's it, amazing. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you went, you got to go and um, yeah. you, know, you took a little break. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sorry to you guys, we took a little break, but you know, breaks are good. Rest mm-hmm. is, rest is good. Um, but yeah, welcome. So happy that you've come to join us, whether that's on YouTube or Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so happy. Or our live Facebook audience right now. Um, you can't see them. We can't see them either, but they're live. So um, if you are watching this at a later time and uh, you were on Facebook, mm-hmm. kudos to you. You watched it twice. That's right. And that's pretty awesome. But that's right. Welcome to the DFCC podcast. Mm-hmm. So happy that you're here. Still don't have a name. This is what, week seven? <laughs> I, I was listening to our last one. What, mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. What week is it? Is it week I think seven? seven. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think it is week seven. Yeah. We, should keep, we should keep better count. I'm pretty sure, yes, you're right. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that in our last podcast, we basically decided that 
it was going to be the lockdown. The lockdown. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's just put it in paper. Let's put it in paper. Put it in paper. And the so, lockdown podcast. Yeah. And so the reason for the lockdown is, um, you know, because this is when the podcast started. It was mm-hmm. in the middle of a lockdown. Yeah. So we can always go back to that and remember. Right. And remember. You know, those moments. Yeah. So that's cool. And so in this podcast, you can expect us to at least attempt to lock down difficult concepts. Yes. And what do we mean by that? We mean that just to, just to get a deeper understanding. Correct. Um, Cause we can't fully understand everything. No, but we can get a deeper understanding on certain topics, certain issues. Absolutely. Such as leadership, spiritual issues, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that is kind of a value that we have at this podcast is that we literally don't prepare for it, yeah. which I, which may seem unwise. Right. I kind of like it. Yeah, me too. Because because uh, Francis and I, every week we're preparing content. So yeah. always in the word and we're preparing content. He uh, preaches for the youth. I preach for the, the, the main service. And so we're always grappling with scripture, you know, mm-hmm. grappling with ideas and trying right. to, to take um, the scriptures. And because basically, basically our job is we take the scripture and we try to, to, to allow for that scripture to become reality in people's life. In other yeah. words, to be able to, to apply it to people's life. Right. That's right. not always easy. Yeah. You know, but that's, uh, that's, uh, that's our goal. Right. You know, exactly. and so when we have this conversation, um, we're not really doing uh, what we do on Sundays or on Fridays, mm-hmm. um, which is you're just presenting the word like you're presenting the finished work that you've been working on for the whole week right this is in the middle of just kind of you know working on it and so i think this is this conversation is look if no one benefits out of it that's not ideal Mm -hmm. but at the minimum i'm benefiting from it and myself yeah Yeah. absolutely so we're we're um helping each other out on that so i'm gonna ask a question i'm gonna go out on a limb okay and i'm gonna ask you a simple question and it's this. All right. What's go. on your mind? <laughs> <laughs> what's on my mind? Um, a lot of things are mm. on my mind, but I think the thing that's on my mind, uh, speaking of preparing content, uh, is just kind of like this this series that we're going through with the youth mm. um, called The Better Way. Mm. The Better Way. And so Paul in Second Corinthians, if you guys don't know who Paul is, Paul is, um, he is like, probably the one of the greatest Christians to ever live. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to be a murderer of Christians, a killer of Christians. And then he had a crazy experience um, with Jesus mm-hmm. on the road to Damascus. And then out of nowhere, he became a force for good and became, um, became a Christian yeah. and started planting churches all over the world, which then really fueled um, the movement that we're a part of today, which is, you know, following Jesus mm-hmm. and, and Christianity. Um, and he wrote actually most of the New Testament. Yeah. So Paul is a great guy. He's a unbelievable Christian and um, just hope to be like him, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so he writes in Second or First Corinthians chapter twelve, I believe. Uh, the Corinthian church is kind of like talking about all their spiritual gifts, and they want they want tongues, they mm-hmm. want they want you know prophecy, they want X Y healing X Y and Z, and then Paul says. Look, he, he says this whole thing, he, this whole discourse on uh, why um, each person has their own role. Mm. Each person has their own parts to play in the body, the body of Christ, mm-hmm. you know, is what we mean and what Paul means. Everybody has their role to play. But, and he says, you know, tongues are good. Prophecy is good. 
this is good. Healing's good. It's all good. And we have people to do that. But the very last um, verse of chapter 12, he says, all these gifts, I mean, in our language, he says, all these gifts are good, but still I will show you a better way. Oh. And then chapter 13 of first Corinthians talks all about the, the title of the chapter is the way of love, mm-hmm. the way of love. So what we're doing each month is we're, we're looking at a subject, a topic, and we're saying, okay, this is how, you know, we perceive something to be, mm. but in Christ, there's a better way. Yeah. And Christ is the better way. So for this month, we're focusing on, uh, like self image, right? Self image. Okay. And like, um, uh, low self-esteem and yeah. insecurity. There you go. That's a better way to put mm-hmm. it. Insecurity. And so we had a pretty powerful Friday night. Um, so if you guys don't know, I lead the youth ministry here and, um, we had, uh, every one, the first Friday of every month we have a youth event. And so we had one for the, for this one, all the other weeks, we just do small groups mm-hmm. and we focus heavily on small groups and it's been awesome. But in those small groups is when we, we continue to talk about the topic of the month, which yeah. is insecurity. Right. And so anyways, we just kind of went through this thing on Friday or we had like, you know, worship message games. We had a bunch of fun. We had about 45 kids show up. So it was, it was awesome. Nice. Um, and we talked about the better way mm-hmm. than insecurity. Um, and the way like I, I look at the scripture is that Paul, even though he was the greatest Christian or one of arguably one of the greatest Christians ever mm. to do so many things for God. Yeah. He was insecure as well mm. because in second Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about how he has this thorn. Correct. Right? Yeah. He has this thorn and he's, he says um, that this thorn is really difficult and it's to keep him from being conceited. Mm. Now, nobody knows what this thorn no. is, but just from that verse alone that says to keep him from being conceited, mm. it's almost like something has to oppress his pride. So mm. maybe his, his, maybe his thorn is pride mm. or maybe his thorn is insecurity. Yeah. You know, and that's crazy to think that Paul, the greatest Christian, one of the greatest Christians ever has a thorn, has a struggle. Right. right. And so, um, what we're doing with the youth right now is we're, I'm trying to get the kids to open up, what their thorns are so mm. that Jesus could come in and, and um, not necessarily take it away. Cause right. Paul says three times I pleaded with the Lord, yeah. but it didn't, it didn't take it away. Didn't but happen. then he says, but God says, my grace is sufficient for you. Right. And right. then Paul says for when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm. So anyways, what's on my mind is just kind of all of my thorns. Yeah. And um, just really just been praying and meeting with the students and meeting with my leaders mm-hmm. to really confront the thorns that we have. And I think this is good for, um, if you're listening, this is good for you and me to confront our thorns, Yeah, to confront our thorns or um, in, in more uh, simple terms, our struggles, Yes, our struggles, our sins, to confront them head on and confess them. Because the Bible says when you confess your sins to one another, you will be healed. Mm. Right. So to confess your thorns, to acknowledge your thorns or at first identify our thorns. Yeah. Then acknowledge our thorns and then invite God in to help. Yeah. Heal the thorns. Yeah. And then um, not take it away or at least meet you with it. Because mm-hmm. what's crazy about Jesus and we made this point on Friday night when I preached was that Jesus wore a crown of thorns. Mm. So as to say all of everybody's struggles, everybody's thorns, everybody's sins, I'm going to take that oh, and I'm going to wear it. Yeah. So I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy. Wow. Yeah. Right. Isn't that crazy? I never thought of that. Me either. It's an until, interesting way of yeah, looking at it. Yeah. Until I studied it. 
Yeah. And I was like, whoa, this is nuts. So anyways, that's that's just been on my mind is to really just been identify my thorns, mm. my struggles, um, what I'm like insufficient at and yeah. to see that Jesus is the better way. I love that. You know, I love that. Yeah. When I, when I think about thorns in the flesh and I think about struggles and just things that we deal with, you know, even as leaders, um, you know, you want to, you always want to be vulnerable, right? Yeah. Cause you want to be relatable. You want to be able to not put yourself above others. Uh, but you also want to put yourself in a position to where you can actually teach some, someone something right. and people will respect you. Mm-hmm. So here's my question just as a, as a preamble, um, what's the limit between how much you're supposed to share as a leader and uh, not being too honest? Yeah. Do you yeah. understand the question? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, I was about to ask you that question. Okay. So, <laughs> but I think for me, that's a great question. I think we have to be not, we have to, I don't think, uh, I think things can't be a distraction. Mm. Like, for example, if you have uh and I think you have to run things through filters. Mm. You can't just tell. Yeah. I feel like to, to maybe your closest friends, mm-hmm. you can say absolutely. I mean, mm. this is what I think. I think you can say absolutely anything. Yeah. And you should be able to confess your, all of your sins. Yes. To, to your closest circle, right? Whether that be your family, your friends, they'll keep you, they'll, they'll be safe. Right. Yeah. So I think if, the, if there's something practical, get a group of friends. Yeah that you can you know keep that can keep you accountable yeah um whether that's your small group Mm -hmm. or growth group whether that's um your family a couple of your friends get a couple friends that you can really um just confess to yeah right so i think i think with that group Mm -hmm. you can tell everything yeah and then with maybe like um your the team a team that you're leading Mm -hmm. you can tell them Everything except for maybe a couple things so yeah. that they don't lose respect for you, mm-hmm. but also that you're still vulnerable. Yeah. Right. And then, um, you know, it's crazy to me. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you that there's probably always something that is weird that if you share it, they'll lose respect to you. That's true. You. you know what I'm saying? That's true. Yeah. It's weird, but, but, but you're right. It's a, it's a strange, it's a strange question and it's a strange approach because you want for your lead, the, the people that you're leading, like I'm not talking about the congregation. I'm talking about like your core leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to be vulnerable enough to where they um, know that you're human. I mean, they know you're human, but that right. they know that, yeah, we're going through the same stuff. But you don't want to get into specifics mm-hmm. because when you get into specifics, then it gets weird. But I'm not sure why, though. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why. I think it's because they start to, if you're put in a position of integrity and you struggle with you're struggling with something that you should be upholding your integrity. Mm. Then it's it's almost like your leadership is put into question. Correct. You know, Correct. at least your spiritual leader. Well, even 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 in a, in like a secular business, mm-hmm. um, you should you know if you're high up in in position, you should be a person of integrity across the board. Yeah. You know, without without question. Yeah. But then it's like everybody struggles with something. Yes, of course. You know, so of course it's. It is a tricky line to walk. Yeah. Well, yeah. ministry is different, though. That's I mean, true. ministry yeah. is different than than any other, not any other, but uh, than most of uh, positions of leadership yeah. in the secular world. Because in uh, in ministry, if you mess up, like if it's like a sexual immorality thing, right. or like uh, drugs, or mm-hmm. like alcohol stuff like that, yeah, you know, uh, you're done. Right. Like it's over. Right. You know. And so the level of pressure that we feel. Um, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's a higher level of pressure, mm-hmm. but it's a different type of pressure right. to where you, 
uh, have to be above reproach. Yeah. Um, because if it's in the business world or whatever, it's like if you're sleeping around or if you're you know taking drugs, whatever, yeah. that's your life. That's your own. As long yeah. as it doesn't affect your work. Right. Here it's different. Right. You know you can't say that. You can't, you have yeah. to be above reproach and all right. these things. No one's ex- expecting you to be perfect, right. but you can't make those types of of big mistakes. And mm-hmm. so the reason why this this question comes up is, um, Carl Lentz. Mm. Okay, some of you guys know about Carl Lentz. Carl Lentz was uh, the pastor, and this is not private, so we can talk about right, it. Right, right. He was the the lead pastor at uh, uh, Hillsong, New York. Yeah. And he had a group of friends that he was, like, he would, they would talk openly about how close they were. It was a few yeah. pastors that they had in their circle. Um, and then, um, you know, they'd talk about how important it was that they would share everything. It was their accountability group and all that kind of stuff, which was really good. Um, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, there's this big blow up to where he was having an affair and that was the end of his ministry. Mm -hmm. And so here's my question is like, I wonder, I wonder if, cause here's my guess. My guess is that my, sorry, my guess is not that his circle of friends knew and hit it. I don't think that's what happened. I really don't don't think think that's what happened. What I think happened was that he knew what he was doing, of course, cause he was doing it, but he understood that if he shared that mm-hmm. with his circle of of close accountability group, that they were they were going to be obligated morally to to let people know, right? You know exactly. what I'm saying? Because yeah, they would yeah. they would have been accessories yeah. to his thing. Exactly. So that's why it's it's hard in the right. sense that like if you're like for example you Francis like you have a secret you know drug addiction you know or something yeah. that would disqualify you from ministry right. and then you have a circle of friends that are around you that are also in ministry mm-hmm. um the church needs to know that right. does that make sense no, so 100%. so then what happens with that accountability basically how do you choose the people that you want to share these things with mm-hmm. you know it's it gets right. it's weird it's right. weird you know because yeah. you want to be honest all the time yeah um you know yeah well i think that it's just you know, whoever you're doing life with that, mm. it has to, and you know, you have to give them, it's really up to the person. Yeah. You, Cause I mean, look at, if you like Carl Lentz, he, they, I don't think he told Judas Smith. And yeah. Rich I don't think Wilkerson he did. Yeah. Travis, I don't think he told them. Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't know for sure, but I don't mm-hmm. think he did. Yeah. Right. So it's really up to the person. Mm-hmm. If you want, if you want to really confess that sin to somebody, you know, um, but I think, it's not so much about the group as much as it is like about the action mm. that the person does, because yeah. it's like, I feel like something that can get you disqualified is not, ne- it's not based on temptation. No. It's about acting on acting the temptation. On exactly. And as a leader, we have to not act on the tempt. We have to uphold integrity, live exactly. above reproach. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think just as Christians in general, we should be. That's the whole point of growth groups and yeah. to keep each other accountable. That's what me and the, the, the high school guys are doing right now yeah. and the junior high guys. Absolutely. You know, we're trying to we're sharing our thorns and keeping each other accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's really, again, up to the individual how much yeah. you want to share um, with a group. But anyways, it's not about the temptation mm. that gets you disqualified. It's about acting, acting and consistent it. acting yes. on the temptation. Because I, I mean, I think sometimes... Everybody messes up, mm-hmm. whether it's one way or another, whether it's gossip, whether it's slander, whether it's, uh, I mean, there are some sins that are a little bit more serious, especially, you know, if you're married and you commit, you know, sexual immorality, that's the whole, that's a whole different story than mm-hmm. just a small lie. Yeah. Right. But, um, I think it's, it, it's, it's based on pattern and like how much, like 
are you there was this a one-time offense right or is this a consistent sin that you are living in right there's a difference between living in sin like habitual sin and a yeah. one-time sin correct right correct i don't know what do you think about that yeah no i agree i agree um there there is a difference um there's a and there's also a difference between uh thinking that something is right and then uh, admitting that you were wrong in other mm. words for example if i say you know i i you know uh for lack of a better one, you know, I, I looked at porn, right? Mm -hmm. I looked at porn, you know, yesterday I looked at porn. Um, and I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. You know, I confess it to my group of, of, you know, of, of friends that I have. And then I never do it again for the next year. Okay. That's, it's not fine. I mean, it's not right. good that you did it, right. but you were honest and then you move on and you then you, on, yeah. you don't do it. You don't do it ever again, hopefully, mm -hmm. you right. know? Uh, but then if you're in a pattern of constantly looking at porn yeah. every day, and then you lie to yourself saying mm -hmm. that it's probably not that right. bad. I mean, it's not yeah. a bad thing. You know, right. I'm a guy, you know, I've got, you know, these thoughts right. and I'm not really doing anything. You know, I'm mm -hmm. not harming anyone. Well, then, then you're in a pattern of, of, uh, calling something that is uh wrong right mm. and that's a that's a slippery that's the, it slope. becomes it almost becomes like idolatry mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that like i think i think here's a good prince a rule a lot because i feel like sometimes people don't know the line mm -hmm. like what is the line how far can i go first of yeah. all that's a bad question yeah don't don't try no, to get to don't yeah, try to don't get ever to the start line. with that no no, no. don't yeah. try to get to the line but if you must um i think the line is like if you can't live without this, mm. then then it's a sin. Right. You know, it's a good way and, to put it. Right. Or or if you if you feel um, like you know you should be doing something else. Mm -hmm. um, James four seventeen says to the one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it. Right. It is sin. Correct. Right. And Correct. it's just like so if if like for in anything mm -hmm. for example for me mm -hmm. like I love thrift shop is thrift shopping a sin no but if I'm if I'm dropping like $200 and I'm right. like I can't buy food or can't right. pay for right, my right. gas like but I can't let it go yeah I, I, it's an idol to it me it becomes a problem right yeah it becomes yeah. a problem so yeah, absolutely I think w whenever things have a hold on us mm -hmm. that's when it becomes sin yeah even if it's a good thing yeah yeah. Yeah. You know what? One of the things that I, I am excited about, about the church and about the direction that I feel that we're going in is I feel like we're going into the direction of honesty. Mm. I really feel that. Yeah. I feel like it's something that we're starting to walk into. Yeah. Um, not that the church has been dishonest in the past, like in general, but I think that, that God is, is uh, breaking down some of these barriers in the mm -hmm. sense that um, like we, we see it in our, in our church all the time. I mean, one of the, one of our values that we've talked, not, it's not a, one of our core values, but one of the things that we've, we've done, you know, just naturally is that is the uh, whole idea of leadership mm -hmm. and leadership is not a hierarchy. It's a, it's a serve, it's a service, uh, responsibility, yeah. you know, right. everyone's serving. Um, and so when I think about our church and I think about the direction that we're going in, uh, I love the fact that, you know, uh, the pastor is not seen like this person who knows it all. You know, yeah. the worship leader isn't seen like this distant person who's this and that. Right. Um, and so I think that we're walking into something really special in the sense that where we can just look at each other and just be real. Just be honest. Just Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I was talking to, to someone the other day, I can't remember who it was, and I was saying that there's there's... There's real, there's real, real, and then there's fake real. Yeah, yeah. So right. the real, real is real. Like we're being real right now. I mean, mm -hmm. we're on a podcast, whatever, but we're talking like we would talk normally. Right. You know? Exactly. Like we always talk like this. Yeah. Um, but then there's fake real. So the fake mm -hmm. real is kind of like I'm gonna be real. Like I'm gonna go on stage and yeah. I'm gonna preach and I'm just gonna be real. Right. You know, in the sense, but you're acting the real. 
Yeah. You're not actually being real. Right. You know, you're right. just like saying jokes and trying to be, you know, like connecting with people, but not mm-hmm. being real, real. So that's fake yeah. real. But then there's the real, real, which I see, I see, and I, I'm having trouble really explaining it, but I see it in worship to where it's not gimmicky is the right word. Mm-hmm. Like I noticed right. that in like worship songs that I've heard recently and just like worship environments that I've seen on video. Um, what's the name of that group that I always talk about? Maverick City. Yeah. So yeah. Maverick City. Like, hey, they could all just be great actors. I don't think that they are because <laughs> yeah. I watch those videos. Um, I just like watching them worship yeah. because I feel like they're in their actual moment of worship. Right. You know, and then they produce the music and all that kind of stuff right. in the studio. But that moment is a real moment. Um, I feel like that's starting to happen more and more. Mm-hmm. There's less there's less and less of the lights, camera, action, and then you got kind of changed because you're on the screen. Yeah, It's right. more of like, you're just, you know, and so I think that's really healthy. Yeah, It's healthy for healing, mm-hmm. you know, because I grew up in, a, in an environment where you go to church and you wear a mask. You know, mm. you have this mask on, you have this church mask on mm. to where everything's always great. Yeah. When everyone actually knows that, that it's not, it can't be. Um, but I feel like we're starting to break that stuff yeah. down. You know, I can right. I can feel that, and I want to kind of ride that wave. Yeah, I think definitely. it's going to take us to a really good place. I think so, and I think um, in in I don't know, is it Greek or is it some some it is some language? Mm-hmm. Uh, correct. I know I know it is, but I don't know what language. Uh-huh. But um, just the word hypocrite. Oh means yeah, like it def it means mask. It means actor or actor. Yeah, actor. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's an interesting point yeah. that you bring up. So it, whether you're in a group or whether you're just you know with your friends or at church, mm-hmm. wh- wherever wherever we're at, if we're not trying to at least um, aim for being ourselves, yeah. then we're doing not only everybody else a disservice, we're doing ourselves a disservice yeah. by, by, by being fake, mm-hmm. you know, by, by putting on a mask Yeah. that, and when, when, when we take off that mask and we see what's real and we experience what's real, oh, yeah. like you said, there could be healing that happens because oh, yeah. now all of the, the baggage is, mm-hmm. is out. All yeah. of the, the cat is out of the bag, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Right. And so you can't really heal something that, nobody knows about yeah i think i think one of the problems with that too and that's great what you just said because i think that one of the fears that we have is for people to see our brokenness Mm. like like we don't know that everyone's broken like everyone's broken we know that we're all broken you know and i heard someone say this once um you know when you look at like a uh like a stained glass window Mm -hmm. so it's like just pieces of of glass that are kind of glued together yeah and then you see the light going through that you know um i love that image because because the the uh, the stained glass window uh, is even more beautiful when the yeah. light shines through the brokenness. Through the brokenness, right? yeah. And so I think wow. the same is true with us, with us. We have the assumption that when we present ourselves broken before others, mm-hmm. that it's going to be like, oh, that's not. But no, when you when the light, like when you're just presenting yourself broken, you're just broken. Yeah. But when you when you let the the light of Jesus shine through your brokenness, right. it's a beautiful thing. It is, yeah. And it's a good thing for right. for other people to see. And so uh, yeah. I think that we're getting to that point to where we're just being real. Mm-hmm. You know? And when you let the light shine in, I mean, John talks about how um, the light of Christ shines and the darkness could not overcome it. Yeah. So when you let, when you let the light in, yeah. so to speak, mm-hmm. it, get ready, yeah. buckle up, mm-hmm. because there's no stopping yeah. Jesus once you... Once we open up our hearts to him yeah. and we open up our hearts to community, yeah. the light shines and the darkness could not overcome it. Yeah. So just be prepared. If 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 you're watching and you're mm-hmm. like, you know, I I think I want to get real with my with my growth group or yeah. I, I think I want to get real with my family. Yeah. 
just know that it's going to hurt. Yeah. It's going to hurt. But once you open up and um, you let the light shine mm-hmm. in, it exposes us, yeah. but then it also cleanses us yeah. and clarifies things. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, and I've learned that from you. I've learned that from just the, I don't know, like I feel like it's happening naturally. Mm. You know, I feel like it's happening naturally. Yeah. And uh, when that happens, when we allow for that, like what you're just saying, just let the light of Jesus shine through everything, you know, then we become a footnote in the whole thing. And yeah. that's such a great thing. Right. It's such a great thing. Right. You know, because we become not the focus. Mm. We become just the guy pointing to the light. Yeah. You know, yeah, we become a sign. And then what does a sign do? It, it points to do beautiful to something. Yes. Right. Yes. 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 Yes, yeah. yes. And so I love that. I love right. that whole idea. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things we're trying to do here at our church and everything that we do is that, that, we talk about taking away the distractions, like mm-hmm. just taking away all the distractions, whether it be, you know, parking, whether it be people showing up on the stage, just taking out all the distractions so that mm-hmm. the light of Jesus will shine as beautiful as possible. Right. Yeah. You know, and that needs to be true in our lives as well. Exactly. It has to, it has to come. I mean, like one of our values, worship is our spirit, mm-hmm. right? It has to be, has to be real. It can't, you yeah. can't fake worship being who you are. Correct. You know, you can't fake that. I I don't think, I don't know if I mentioned it on this podcast before, or I know I mentioned it to you before, mm-hmm. but I'll say it again. I just remember uh, one night I had a dream and I was being interviewed by this, uh, this Christian radio company. Okay. And they were just like, Hey, so Francis, how did you, it seems kind of arrogant this dream <laughs> because I'm seeing myself in a, in a radio talk show mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't run a radio talk show. I'm, I've never been in one. This is the closest thing I've been to a radio talk show, but the, the, the it was a dream. Okay. Mm. Um, but the, the radio host was just like, Francis, how did you, um, how did you build your youth ministry? And, um, how did you make, oh, no, no, no. He said, how did you make a relevant youth ministry? Mm. And then I told the guy in my dream, I said, I think his name was Bill. I said, Bill. That's funny. Yeah. I said, Bill, it's not about being relevant. It's about being real. Mm. And I think, um, oh, that's a good answer. You know? And I think it's, I just woke up and I was like, whoa, that's, that's good job. Yeah. Francis in my dream. Yeah. I, love that. I mean, it's not about being relevant. I think, uh, mm. a lot of, a lot of churches, a lot of companies, a lot of businesses, a lot of people, mm. they try to be relevant, but I, I think Gen, Gen Z, my generation, I, we don't care if you're relevant. No, you know, we care if you're real and you care. Yeah. Right. And, um, like I'm in my master's program right now. And I'm studying like all of these different teacher policies. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting in the policies, it's they're focusing on, I mean, I, I've been reading and um, it says that the education system is taking a shift from, from just saying all of the, like teaching all of the material to the kids and that's it. They're making a shift in their policies to being more relational with the kids and actually caring about their lives. Yeah. And through that relationship will bring... Uh, learning of oh, the material, and I think that translates to Christianity. Mm-hmm. I think that translates to, to to anything really. Yeah, if we want people to hear what we have to say, we have to know. They have to know that we care for them, yeah. and they have to know that we're we're reachable, we're real. Right. Otherwise, right. like people will see us as as pastors, us yeah. as leaders, and just think, 
uh, unreachable. Right. I mean, he, he's just he's just above there. He's a leader. I'm not a leader. Right. Right. But if people see our, our flaws, our brokenness, our realness. Yeah. Right. Not our relevancy. That doesn't matter. Yeah. How relevant? Because anybody can be real, but not. I mean, not not everybody can be relevant. Yeah. Because uh, and that so that 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 just shuts off a whole bunch of people. Right. You can't force yourself to be relevant. Yeah. But anybody can can open up and, and be, be real. real. Yeah. So. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And, uh, you know, it makes me think of a quote of a, of a you know, a, a leadership guru. Maybe some of you guys know who he is, John Maxwell. He's uh, been around for a while and he says that phrase. He always says, uh, they won't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm. You know, it's an old phrase, but it's so true. Yeah. You know, uh, so so when you're um, when you're not trying to be relevant, but you're trying to be real there's connection that happens. Yeah. Right. There's all these layers that just fall off right. and you're able to see a real person. Right. You know? Exactly. So what are some of the things that you do? Cause I, I see you as the poster boy of, <laughs> of being real. I really yeah. do. Um, it should, and it should, here's the weird thing. It shouldn't be that hard. Right. Being real yeah. is not about doing something. It's about, right. it's about taking away some layers that mm-hmm. you have. So, so tell me what you do. Uh, to achieve that, or does it, or is it just a no-brainer to you? Well, it's 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 a no-brainer, but I've analyzed it. Mm. I think for me, it's a uh, like because this is how I am. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry if that came across as air. I just, I know I just said that. It's all um, good. Yeah. Oh, it's a no-brainer, man. <laughs> <laughs> so easy. easy, dude. So easy to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think this is who I am. Mm. So it comes out natural. Yeah. But um, like I said, I analyzed it, and I think first and foremost for me. And if you're not a Christian listening today, um, you know, that's okay. But for me personally, I'm living for an audience of one. Mm. So if I'm pleasing God, Mm. I'm definitely like, I don't really, this sounds a little harsh. I don't really care to please other people. Yeah. But in the raw, in the process of me pleasing God, Mm -hmm. I'm going to please people. Yeah. The people that are closest to me, because in pleasing God, God is going to, He's going to surround me with people mm-hmm. who are like-minded yeah. to, to glorify him. That's right. So I think that's the first thing is, is to know that I'm living for God. Mm. And then now to make it maybe a little bit more practical is I go back to, you know, that small group of friends, that small, maybe your growth group, maybe it's a couple of people in your family. Maybe it's, you know, a couple of your closest friends. Mm. Now, not, I'm not, I don't live for them, but. I think that the most important people in my life will be there to correct me yeah. or be there to encourage me mm-hmm. um, one or the other because they're, they're going to be real with me. Yeah. And so um, I, with, with those people set up in my life, it opens me up to be like, I can, I can make mistakes mm. and um, there's going to be people right there for me. Yeah. You know, whereas if I didn't have those people, I'd try, I'd be stuck living for the applause of everybody. Right. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I, w- I would be scared to take risk. I'd yeah. be scared to be wrong. Right. right I'd be right. scared to be honest because mm. I'm like, I don't really, I think it really goes back to relationships. Yeah. How deep are your relationships? Mm. Because if your relationships are shallow and I'm sorry, I'm talking a lot today, but if no, you, you're good, if, you're if, good. Your, if your relationships are shallow, you're not gonna, it, everything is just, you know, image, 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 yeah. image, image. How can you uphold that image? But if your relationships are deep and people know you and you mm. open up your life so that people can know you and other and you allow, um, you, you know, you, you build the relationships so that you can know other people, mm. then um, 
it just enables you to be honest because if you act some way that like you're not supposed to act or yeah. that's out of your character, uh, your close friends will know. They'll, they'll know. Be like, Francis, why are you doing that? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. do that. That's not you. Right. Um, and so you have to be selective mm. in who you, who you allow to speak into your life. Yeah, that's good. It has to be just the, your closest circle uh-huh. or, you know, or just live for God, like a combination of, of the two. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Especially now, we're in a, such a uh, image-driven culture. Yeah. You know, with Instagram and Facebook and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like people have become experts in two things. One is faking it very well, like they're being real, <laughs> yeah, but they're not. Right. And also uh, on the flip side, that we become more laser focused, or or it becomes easier for us to spot someone who's fake. Yeah, you know, because there's right. something that's kind of off. It's like ah. Mm-hmm. feel like he's trying too hard or yeah. ah, I don't think she's really that right. way. You know, there's yeah. something about it without I mean, like I'll see pictures on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. I'm like, you can tell when someone's just taking a picture of their life. Like yeah. this is just normal yeah. or they're going overboard mm-hmm. to present themselves in a way that's just not right. real. You know, exactly. so, so yeah, that's good. I think that's something that as a church specifically, we need to fight. Uh, we need to fight for, because you know, uh, we have we sometimes we have fear. You know, we don't yeah. pu- we don't want people to see our thorn in the flesh. Yeah. We don't pu- we don't want people to see our brokenness. Right. Yeah. But when we when we present ourselves just the way that we are, mm-hmm. there's a there's a beauty that comes right. through that. And I don't, th- I don't think we should fear that. Exactly. And if, and if you're living in a life of integrity, you should mm-hmm. have nothing to hide. Yeah, right? that's true. That's you true. Have nothing to hide. That's true. But if you, you know, that doesn't net. And I don't want if people are listening. I don't want you to hear like, oh, I have to clean up my life before mm. I can, you know, go to church. No, not at all. It's not at all. You come to church and God will clean up your life. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, that's what happened with me. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm, that's not to say I'm perfect. Yeah. Come talk to hit my DMs and I'll tell you. I'll mm-hmm. tell you about myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. Jesus did not come. Uh, for the for the healed for the for the healthy he came for the sick that's and right so that's what the church is too yeah. so dude on that note that was a good it's a good, good one good one i hope you yeah. guys were blessed um let us know if you need anything we have officially changed the name of the podcast to the lockdown, so the lockdown. i like it so today like it. uh locking down locking down um honesty honesty let's go or something let's like go that, right all right you guys yeah. all right have a great Take week care. Bye. be safe